Welcome to At the Crossroads Church weekly podcast. Our hope is that you will grow in your walk with God and be blessed and encouraged in your daily lives as you listen. You can visit us at our website at atthecrossroads.ca. Glory to God. Good morning. No, no, no. Good morning. Come on now. We're people of God. We're alive. We're peculiar people. (laughs) Some of us more peculiar than others. Myself included. Um, I'm going to, I'm not going to preach at you. Um, I'm actually going to share a prophetic uh, uh, word that God has given me for the church. And we're going to release that. And then we're going to pray for some people. And tonight, um, this was a meeting we hadn't really scheduled, but it, uh, I'm glad we did. And, you know, I encourage you that if you have someone that really needs to hear from God, encourage them to come out. And uh, it'd be really cool. And uh, so um, we're spending a lot of time in Canada, aren't we, Sharon? We're in about 16 Canadian churches um, from uh, Vancouver, Leduc, Edmonton, Langley, you know, on the West Coast, and then Ottawa and, and um, Montreal and uh, Kingston. And here, of course, and so many other places. And we're just blessed uh, of the Lord. Um, uh, We keep saying it. And we we will say it. Um, Right, Sharon? In the Canadian churches, we're seeing more passion, more drive. And we're we're smelling revival in the air. So I didn't say it in the first service, but wherever we go, Sharon says to the pastor and his wife, Okay, if revival breaks out, you have our cell number, call us immediately, and we will be on a plane or we will drive <laughs> to get where we're at, you know, to get be part of that, and um, it's so cool. But in Isaiah 42, uh, verse 22, I just want to set the stage. Um, you know what, I gave you the first, Dave, I gave you the first part of the first service off, but I want you to just come up and play, you know. Called him Nubby yesterday, wore his fingers right down. No. (laughs) It says that Isaiah cried out in the midst of emotions and feelings. Wow. But this is a people robbed and plundered. All of them are snared in holes. They are hidden in prison houses. They are prey, and no one says, restore. I believe that God wants to restore all the years that have been stolen from us. That word restore means to bring back to an unrepaired state or unimpaired state or condition. Sharon and I, we would buy houses for our our own family not to flip. And we would buy old homes because we would love to restore them. And uh, (laughs) the last, not the last house, but the house before it, we bought and it had over 50 52 windows in it and they were the old-fashioned windows so our heating bill was like six to seven hundred dollars a month and so we made this decision before we do anything we're going to replace all the windows with energy efficient windows and we did it yep and we you know we did it ourselves and we had some times of intense fellowship you know but we made it you know 
And, you know, and it made the house, and, and this is what I'm going to say to you, the other connotation of restoration is to make something better than it was in its original state. And that's the kingdom of God. That's how God uses us. And, and God sees our bondages. God sees us, how we have to work in the world, how we have to walk in the world, and how we have to, you know, um, go every day and, and see what we see. And he sees what people do to us. He sees what situations happen to us. In the midst of it all, We've got to know one thing. God is for us. He's never against us. And his hand of protection is upon us. But we need to cry out, restore. In Jeremiah, it says if we call upon his name, he'll answer us. You don't get a message machine or a message when you call upon God. He doesn't say, oh, hi, you've reached God. You know, I can't take your call right now. No, he's, he's always on. He's always there for us. And in 1 Kings 18, 41, I'll just give you my version. Elijah the prophet says to his servant, Hey, Ahab, look, buddy, I don't know what you're hearing, but I know what I'm hearing. And you better not go and eat. And, and, and I don't care how long you've been without rain. And I don't care how long it's been dry. But... There is a new season coming, and there is a season coming to this church. It's not coming. It's here already. You are in a new season. In the, the season you were in is now changed, and all I can hear is that scripture. I hear a sound, and the rain is coming. The rain, the physical rain, and you reigning over the principalities and the religious spirits that are holding this area. I don't care how many churches there are in this area. I don't care if they're 300, 400, 500, 600. I, and I'm not passing judgment, but I'm telling you, there is a spirit of religion here, and people are following religion. They're not following the true huh, God, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I believe God's going to start to break this, and this church is going to break that spirit. This church is already breaking the spirit. Listen, what season is this church? If you walk out of here with anything today, walk out with this. What's the season that at the Crossroads Church is entering into? Rainy season. It's about to rain like you've never seen before. And God, as I was putting this, God said, tell them to expect the unexpected. Isn't it cool when someone surprises you or something happens or God blesses you with something you didn't expect? Expect the unexpected because God wants us to be astonished. God wants us to imagine. God wants us to dream. I believe the church, the people of God, pastors, elders, leaders have stopped dreaming. Uh, what's the sense of dreaming? God won't answer the dream. God won't answer. You know, we go to churches, and the first thing we ask a church, can we pray for your young people on a Friday night before we start praying for anybody else in the church? And we get pastors that go, why? Right? Why would you want to start off with young people? That's a bummer, you know. No, it's not. They're not the next generation. They are the generation. And you know what? They need to have a, they need to hear God's voice. 
And Friday night, I watched. I watched. We had young adults here. We had, you know, teens here. I watched God just go boom, 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 boom. It was so cool. God was just, and they were crying, and they were, you know, just, it was awesome. God says he's going to cause the unexplainable to start to happen in your lives and in the life of this church. You're not going to be able to explain it. The only thing you're going to be able to say is it's God because God's going to increase the blessings in your lives and in this house. He's going to increase the healing. He's going to start to give more opportunities to you, lost opportunities that have slipped through your fingers. God is going to give to you uh, divine appointments, and, and God's even going to increase the goodness in your life. You might say, well, we've heard all this before. Don't go there. Don't go there. You know, my mentors always used to say, put yourself in a position where God can bless you. It's that simple. I know it. I don't want, you know, people say to me, why don't you write a book? Because God hasn't spoken to me to write a book. I don't have anything against books. But I happen to believe that if we just follow the simple truths in here, we got it. Because God's got it. Oh, don't shout me down. Don't allow disappointments in your life or in the life of this church kill your expectations for your future. Man, dream. You know, just know that God is for us. He's not against God didn't bring us out this far to bring us back again. You're not a yo-yo. It's time for this church to shake yourselves off and move forward in your destiny. Listen, I hear they're going to take this building down next door. It's going to get really dusty. It's just, it's, I believe God gives us physical manifestations to fall into the spirit that he has for us. Don't let the dustings of the building coming down. To me, what's happening right, I mean, I looked at this building today, and I said, they look like they're the same wall, okay? And I said, how, you know, and I'm thinking with my building knowledge, I have an idea what they're going to do. And God said to me, this is a prophetic sign of tearing down the principalities of this area and Trenton area and surrounding areas. And, and you, you share the common wall for this very reason, you know. I believe as they're doing this, maybe this wall is going to get opened up a little bit. And, and, you know, I told the church this morning, this is your practice field. When you come to church, this is where you learn the Word of God. You learn, And then the game takes place outside of the four walls of this church. It's not time to have a passive spirit. It's time to rise up. It's time to press in. Get this word, press in. Impact your community. You know, look up the word impact. It means to strike something with a, a blow, sometimes a very hard blow, to break things off. This is your year, and next year is your year to break off the chains and the shackles and the spirits and the principalities of this area. And that religious spirit 
God so told me. He said the religious spirit is going to be broken in this area. Come on now. Don't allow yourselves to be pushed back. Don't allow yourselves to have your sight taken from you. This is your season of breakthrough. This is your season. Don't look at your with your natural eyes. Don't listen with your natural hearing and say it can't happen. Stand the gap. That's where the battle takes place. Stand the gap. Push evil out. Press, push, bring heaven in. Close the gaps. Prayer is going to be the momentum. It's going to be your forward movement. Fasting breaks strongholds. I don't like to fast. Try it. You want to break a stronghold? Fast. Keep asking. Keep pressing. Keep asking. Keep pressing. Keep asking. Keep pressing. And as you do that, answers will come because God, you know, God started to speak to me. I'm not going to just bring a new wave of faith into this church. He says, I'm going to bring intense faith. Wow. Wow. Intense faith. God says, I'm on your side. I'm in this place. I remember last time I was here, and I, I confirmed it. I said, God's going to dig a well outside this door, and Jesus is going to sit by that well, and he's going to greet everybody with a cup of cold water for a nourishment to their soul. And you know what? God's been doing some incredible things here from the sounds of it. You're entering, this church is entering into its season of promotion. God is promoting this church. God is saying, because you've been faithful with little, because you have been the vanguard for this area, and you've kept up the walls, God is saying, now it's your season, a day of abundance. You know, we were singing in worship, and all I kept hearing God say was, you know what? They need to get ready because I'm going to abundantly, beyond, overflowing abundance and blessing and and authority and is coming to this house. This is crazy. Wow. Let me just move ahead. As you respect authority, as you keep covenant with one another, God is going to start to open up governmental doors, open up your schools. We prayed over a young man uh, the other day. I had no idea what was going on in his life, and then we found out the backstory after. But God says he was going to break through in the schools, and, and, and I saw an army of young people being put around him, and it's going to be an army, and they're not going to just stay in one school. This thing's going to start to spread. It's like little fires that are going to start to go, and, and, and I, I, one of the things I found when I got near that young man, I said, this kid, I forget how old he was. I think he said he was 16 or 17, and then the Lord spoke to me. This is a young man that understands covenant already what a covenant relationship is and why it's important to have covenant relationship. God says that if you give him the best, if you make him first, he's going to propel this church into your destiny. You know, now I'm going to say something to you. You might not like it, but give your way into success. Your time, your talent, your money, it's going to cost. It's already cost this church. But I'm telling you by the Spirit of God, you are in the beginning 
stages of something greater, something bigger, something larger. God said to me this morning, he says, I'm going to put favor on them. I'm going to bring provision, and and miracles are going to start to break out in this house. God said financial miracles, uh, miracles of healing, miracles of relationship, miracles of covenant, miracles with, with government officials, miracles with... I believe that as this place starts to come down next door, you know, first of all, the people that are doing it, God's going to give you guys an outreach to, to touch their hearts and plant seeds in their, in their lives. And whatever this turns into, green space or whatever it is, God says that's your ordained field. Actually, you know, you know want, to, want to know the truth? And I wasn't going to say it this morning, but I felt God say to just release it, and you guys need to pray for it, that the city's going to give you the property next door, that it'll be your property, that it'll be yours. As a matter of fact, when we leave here, we're going to go, and Sharon's going to get her anointer, and we're going to go anoint the four corners of this whole thing and just believe and claim it in the name of Jesus Christ for the gospel of Christ. You know, I'm going to say to you, (laughs) when God goes before you, you can't be stopped. Why? Because God's going to do something. I might have said this in this church last year, but I'm going to say it again right now. There is something coming to this church. This church is on fire. This is a victorious church. You've gone to two services, as you said. You know, I I said it this morning, I'll say it again. God is not into, into division. God is not into subtraction. He's into multiplication and addition. And God is... God is saying this church is victorious. He's put a new authority upon this church. He's he's taking you and making you a rich body of believers. I don't mean rich money-wise. I mean full of the Word of God, full of faith, believing. You know, back in the States, we have Macy's. Do you have Macy's here? No. Well, their big thing at Christmas time now is believe. Yeah, baloney. It's belief for more profits. It's not the belief we believe. It's belief. We have got, we need to believe what this says. This is not a smorgasbord where you get to go and pick and choose what you're going to follow and not follow. I told, I told them yesterday that there are two churches in the capital district of New York State in Albany that do not preach out of the Old Testament anymore. As a matter of fact, they've, they've, uh, they hand out New Testament Bibles because they say the Old Testament is not appropriate for today. Well, isn't that convenient? The Ten Commandments are in the Old Testament. Just saying. God has put a devil-defeating, God-believing church. Listen, I believe God's raising up a teenage army in this church. Huh? I'm telling you, that stronghold on the, on the schools is being broken. And young men like that man, that young man that sat here, God is going to use him and others to break open uh, something new. And, and, you know, that revival, I smell it. We smell it. We smell revival in the air. And, and God is going to move on this congregation. You know, it's funny. God spoke this to me. He says, tell them I'm bringing greater unity to them, yet you split. Okay, you went to, you know, that's how people are going to say it. We've split and everything. Let me tell you something. If the cells in our own body didn't split, we'd all be lumps of ashes on the ground right now. 
It's not two churches. It's not, you know, two distinct personalities. It's the same. And God is moving with great unity on this congregation, and he's going to start to move in signs and wonders and miracles. I believe we prayed for a gentleman this morning after the first service. We're believing for healing to come, but more importantly, healing to come to your your city. See, they've become people in America, people in Canada around, they're becoming desensitized to the gospel. And I believe God's going to turn around. I said this morning, people are watching America and they're wondering what's going on. I'm telling you what's going on. Our government's going to turn around. There's a wave coming. And, and you know what? It says, the Bible says that nothing will go uncovered. And God is uncovering everything that's going on. In a, I mean, we've got We've got Democrats, we've got politicians now that are speaking things that the other Democrats are saying, stop saying that, you're going to kill our party. Okay? They're devouring one another. And I believe the same's happening here in Canada. I kept watching that advertisement on television, you know, about who your current leader is and, and so on and so forth. And, and I heard God's voice say, I'm, I'm done with the deception. I'm done with the lying. I'm going to reestablish the kingdom of God you know, in, in, in government. And, and I believe that. And, and, you know, and I'm going to tell you something else. God has put a deliverance ministry in this church. I didn't say it. In the first, you're going to have to kind of listen to both. But we were, we were out there having coffee, and, and I was getting juiced up. And, um, and uh, all of a sudden, God started to speak to me, deliverance, deliverance, deliverance. God says that, you know, bondages are going to be broken off of people's lives. Bondages. Unbelievable. You know, and um, let me just say this to you. Let me get there. God wants this church. God wants you to be prayer warriors. I don't know if you have a night of prayer. Or, I know you've got a lot of things going in. But I believe, and if you don't already have it, that God's going to speak to your heart. You guys got to pray about this. But once a month, you're going to have a, a night of worship and prayer. You already do. It's a confirmation. So what I'm saying to you is, is you know, don't stay home. You know what? Come out and believe for your city. You know, believe, you know, what's going on. Why? Because God wants you guys to be champions. We're destined to be champions. You know, and, and you know, sometimes we gotta contend to get that belt. Okay? Get in the ring, start boxing. You know, get your word inside of you. Pray. You know, people ask me, what's the next move of God going to be? Us. We need to get moving. That's our next move of God. We got to pray. We got to fast. We got to stir. You know, I use the word spiritual warfare in churches, and people look at me like, what's that? Man, spiritual warfare, awesome. Awesome. That's how we got into some of our buildings. That's how we had buildings donated to us. I mean, we got into warfare. You know, we, we just beat the drums. I remember one day Pastor Mike says, we're going to go outside. We were newly saved. I'm like, go outside? I work with some of the people that live in these neighborhoods. What are we going to do outside? Then he says, we're going to beat the drum and we're going to march around the church. I go, oh, no, we're not. I'm staying in here. 
And so I went out. I was obedient. And we're banging the drums and we're singing and we're declaring this is our land and it's going to be ours. And we got inside and I says, wow, I didn't see many people. I'm safe. And went back to work on, on Monday and went for a coffee break. And back then we were in three-piece suits. I worked for a very big organization. And we're almost done with our coffee. I says, boy, two of these guys live right near the area. They obviously weren't home. And we're just getting ready to pick up our coffee cups. And he goes, Charlie, what were you doing out there with a drum? I'm like, oh, my God. Buildings have been given to us. 35, 40,000 square foot buildings. We got another one that the state of New York wants to give us in Albany, New York, to start another grocery store like we just got done building. You know, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm retired out of it, but I'm still helping here and there. I'm telling you, don't sh sell God short because God wants you and I free. If we're encumbered, we're not free to do what God has for us to do. What does he have for us to do? Pull down strongholds, to cast down arguments, and to bring every thought into captivity. Come on now. I'm going a little farther than I went this morning. Don't get on your knees to whine. Get on your knees to bind. Come on. Don't let worry. Don't let anxiety overtake you. They'll rob your passion. They'll rob your dreams. You know, I don't know who said this. I wish I said it, but God never puts his things on the top shelves. He always puts them on the lower shelves for us, which means we got to get on our knees in order to get them. And let me... Let me wrap up with this. In Psalm 18, I opened with this. Will anybody cry out, restore? Restore our lives, God. Restore our children's life. You know, someone said to me, oh, Charlie, you make a big thing about the children going to school. We survived it. Yeah. I graduated in the 70s. They're war zones now. Back in the 70s, if you did something wrong in school, you were afraid to go home because you not only got it from the teachers, you got it from mom and dad. Even if you were justified, you still got nailed. And today it's it's all different. It's a war zone. We need to be praying for our children and, and not let the world rob them. Let them be lights. Let them be, let them be, you know, something that will touch other people. And and just, you know, I, I believe that favor, see, favor is coming to this house. And when favor comes, you can't stop it. But it's time to do what David did in Psalm 18, verse 37 through 38. And I'm going to read you out of the NIV. It says, I chased my enemies and I caught them. I did not quit until they were all destroyed. Prayed over a couple yesterday and we put some drumsticks in their hands about the story about arrows and the, the prophet says to the, the king, strike the ground. 
and uh, and the king struck the ground only three times, and the prophet got all upset and angry, and he said, hey, you only struck the ground three times, which means you only have three victories. But if you would have kept striking the ground, you would have had more, more victories, and you would have completely annihilated the enemy. They would have been completely destroyed. Don't stop crushing the ground. Don't stop hitting the ground. Don't stop crushing your enemies. And it says, I crushed them so they couldn't get up again. What's coming against you? Crush that sucker. So he can't get up again. And, the, and it goes on to say, and they fell beneath my feet. We sing that song, the enemy is beneath my feet. Come on, we either believe it or we don't believe it. Remember, he's a defeated foe. But he, the Bible says that he scours the earth like a devouring lion. He comes after us. Well, I serve a lion that's a lot bigger than him. Knocked his teeth out. You know, Isaiah 49, I didn't read the scripture because we were kind of short of time. And I'm going to wrap this up now. Isaiah 49, 24 and 25. Can plunder be taken from warriors or captives rescued from the fierce? Yes, captives will be taken from the warriors and plunder retrieved from the fierce. I will contend with those who contend with you and your children. I will save. God spoke to me. Even before we got here, God said to me, you're going to a church full of comeback kids. I'm like, what? He goes, they're my children. They're my comeback kids. Listen, the enemy, when we came here the first time, we left here. I'm like, oh, God, what's going to happen with that church? God says, don't worry, I got it. Come back the second year. Oh, no. God, God goes, hey, you just pray. I'll do the rest. You know how it says, speak into that mountain? and say, be cast into the sea. All we can do is speak. God moves the mountain. Wow. It's time for a comeback. Here's your comeback. 1 Samuel 30, verses 16 through 19. I'll paraphrase it for you. It says that David recovered. David took back. David was a comeback kid. Everything the Amalekites had taken. Listen to this. Nothing. Say nothing. Nothing was missing. Young or old, boy or girl, plunder or anything they had taken, David brought back that everything the enemy had stolen. That's what God is going to do here. He's going to allow you to take back everything that's been robbed and stolen from you. Why? You have an assignment. Look at your neighbor and tell him, point at him. You've got an assignment. What's your assignment? You are called. Say, I am called to shake my neighborhood. My communities, my downtown, my neighbors, my family, in the name of Jesus. That's your assignment.
not about us. It's all about Him. This, this Bible, this Bible is a portrait of Christ. The Old Testament tells us all about His coming, and the New Testament's all about Him. We need to hold on to that. I spent a little extra time this service because I wanted to get out the rest so you can squeeze this thing together. I don't know if you watch The Price is Right. They have one game where they squeeze the numbers together. And if you squeeze the right numbers, you win. God's going to have you squeeze this together. And you've already won the victory. This is this is it. And, and I said it over somebody this morning. I'm going to say it over you today. Next year is going to be a great year. And when you go to an eye doctor and they check your eyes and you have perfect vision, what do they say to you? 2020. Next year is a year of perfect vision for God's people and His church. We've just got to believe it. But it's time to take back what the enemy has robbed and stolen from you. Amen? Still love me? <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening. We hope that you enjoyed our message. If you are in the Quinty West area, we would love to have you visit us on Sunday morning at 24 Dundas Street West, Trenton, Ontario. Check out our service times on our website at atthecrossroads.ca.